my, my job is to somehow make them curious enough or persuade them by hook or crook to get more aware of themselves and where they came from and what they are into and what is already there and just to bring it out. This is what compels me to compel them. And I will do it by whatever means necessary. Welcome to the Black Girls Heal podcast, where we talk about healing our intimacy disorders, unresolved trauma, and building a healthy relationship with first ourselves and then others. Every episode, we will talk about advice you can apply today to break unhealthy patterns and grow in your self-worth. I'm Sheena Lachey, love addiction coach and trauma specialist. Let's begin. Hello, ladies, and welcome to the latest episode of Black Girls Heal. I am super excited to have you with me this week. I hope that you had a wonderful week last week. Um, we took a break from the podcast episode because I recorded an episode all about fantasy um, and I used the movie 365 Days as inspiration. Um, if you haven't seen it, don't watch it. Don't waste your time. I don't recommend it. However, um, when I was done with the episode, I really didn't like how um, how it came out. So we are going to talk about fantasy addiction in a different way. And we're going to talk about it a little bit later this year. So those of you ladies who tend to stay in your head to self-medicate and cope, no worries. Um, I have a really great episode coming out for you um, in a few months. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. Before we get started, let's take a small break to say thank you to this week's sponsors. Attention to all my proud plant parents. It is time to give all of your plant babies the best nutrition you can, starting from the bottom up. And that starts with the best soil to help them grow happy, nourished, and strong. Coast of Maine is an organic soil brand that is approved for organic growing and has been sourced from ocean waters and farms for over 28 years. With a full range of products to support every garden and lawn, Coast of Maine products are made to restore roots to the natural world. If your soil lacks appropriate nutrients for success, by adding Coastal Main products, it will help regenerate the healthy microbes in your soil and set you up for gardening success. And if you have a vegetable garden, not only do you benefit via an abundant harvest, but find that there is less need to maintain and feed throughout your season. Coastal Main continually perfects the art and science of sourcing, mixing, and composting products worthy of the people and place that aspired their brand and the healthier world it was built to serve. Coastal Main believes in nurturing relationships with local retailers. The products are carried by tons of local retail partners who can provide advice and insight that is not found in the big box stores. Costa Maine knows from beginner to expert, anyone who takes a hand to the land has something to offer the growing community for gardeners everywhere, which is why I love how they make organic gardening simple and approachable for everyone. So let's get growing. Visit CoastofMaine.com to find a local retailer near you. Coast of Maine, like the state with an E.com. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. Before we get started, let's take a small break to say thank you to this week's sponsors. But for now, today's episode, we are talking about the concept of feeling unsatisfied um, and feeling persistently unsatisfied and how that shows up in our life and giving you a step and a tool or a tip, I should say, not really um, a really in-depth tool, but a really 
great series of tips and things for you to keep in mind if that is something that you struggle with. Um, this was inspired from a interview that I had with one of my coaching students. So this episode, before I talk about the struggle, feeling unsatisfied and what to do about it, one of my students is going to share her story um, and her um, her experience in our coaching program, in our recovery school coaching program that inspired this. Um, I really feel like what she shares about where she was before she started um, will resonate with many of us. And um, I want y'all to be able to hear that. Our recovery school, unfortunately, though, is not open. So those of you who've been wanting to join our coaching program, it is closed for the remainder of the year until next year. Um, so you are free to get on the wait list by going to the recovery school.com slash wait list. However, um, we are switching to a cohort model where it's only going to be open a couple of times a year because women get better in community. So you can check that out. But speaking of community, the last episode that was published, we talked about healing circles. And this is the best way for you to start your healing process in your own communities, in your own homes, by getting together with other like-minded women who want to talk about and heal the issues of love addiction, unresolved trauma, and showing up as your full self. So I broke down what it looks like to start a healing circle, how to take care of yourself, how to take care of others. Um, There are topics that you can dive into with the special workbooks that you have available to you on Amazon. It is available for everyone. So if you haven't already started your healing circle, you need to go ahead and do that. Go ahead and check out episode 55 to hear more about the instructions of that. Or you can go to blackgirlhealingcircles.com and read all about healing circles there. I am actually going to start a directory at that same website based on your requests. I know that women have been joining the Facebook group to find um, women to connect with, but I want to make it easier for y'all to go ahead and search for people in your area to find women to, um, who are interested in what you want to do, whether it's meeting virtually or in person post Corona, of course, but giving you that option so that you can, um, once things are safe, actually build potential friendships and potential um, accountability partners. So we are going to do that hopefully um, in the next couple of weeks. So stay tuned for that. So um, this is self-love season and I wanted to share something with you that I've done recently to help me take my own advice um, and hopefully it helps those of you who may need it. So We have our self-love intensive coming up in November and, you know, as you know, the doors are open to that, um, with early bird registration going on right now, July 19th. And so one of the things that we're talking about is deprivation and healing deprivation. And what deprivation will do is it will trick you into putting yourself last and thinking that you are making the wise decision. It will trick you into thinking that you are pacing yourself that you are acting maturely and securely, that you are prioritizing correctly when really you're recreating your trauma by putting yourself last. And um, this is going to happen for all of us, including those of us who teach self-love for a living, right? Um, So one of the ways that I have been living in deprivation is really leaning into um, 
this insecurity that I have around pictures, um, especially as I build Black Girls Heal. I'm showing up more for y'all consistently on, on camera via the live videos. Um, taking still shot photos has been a long-term insecurity of mine. I have felt like I'm not photogenic and all that stuff. And so I've just accepted that as my fate. However, again, as I've grown, like actually call this out as something that I don't want to live by as my truth anymore and um, show up fully as me, I've had to come to grips with it. So I'm the type of person that when I see that there's a problem, I like gung-ho for a solution. So I've been in search of a solution to help me with my um, fears of being on camera, feeling like I'm not photogenic, feeling awkward and all of that stuff. So after some time, I feel like God brought me to this person who teaches posing, who teaches how to um, feel comfortable in your body and take good pictures, take pictures that feel flattering to you where you can feel comfortable. And I was like, thank you, done, sold. And I got the package. So I don't have any testimonials for you. I just have this example of me realizing what was an insecurity that I've been dealing with, a way that I've been denying myself, putting myself on the back burner, just accepting it as fate that just as the sore point in my life was just supposed to be my truth. And I don't want that for y'all. I know that the majority of women listening to this, that you have something, something that's that thorn in your side, something that you just accepted to be your reality. And I do not want you to do that. Um, so it could be something little, it could be something big, uh, but I want you to think, what am I, what am I embracing that I don't have to embrace to be my reality? What is something that when I think about it, it just makes me feel icky inside. It makes me doubt myself. It makes me feel embarrassed or guilty or ashamed. And I want you to make movement in that. So, um, you may already know what that is, um, you may know what it is, but you're like, I'm too frozen. I'm too scared. I don't know what the next best step is. That's exactly what the self-love intensive is for. I'm going to be coaching women through their deprivation. We're going to be identifying what are the blind spots because that could be something else. Some of you may have this inner nag and you're like, I don't have words for, it. I just know that something is there. I know that there is an ache there and I don't know how to identify it. So we're going to identify it and I'm going to help you create your own recovery plans. We're going to talk about troubleshooting, how you get in your own way <laughs> to get around it. Because again, we're very good at talking ourselves out of taking care of ourselves, right? One of the ways that I would try to second guess myself before when it came to deprivation and lots of different areas, which I'll be sharing like different pieces and stuff with you um, over the next couple of months as we prepare for this intensive. One of the things that I would tell myself is I am lovable no matter what I look like, no matter how I show up, which on the surface, y'all, that's like an affirmation that people tell you to say, right? That um, it doesn't matter what my weight is. It doesn't matter what, what I look like, what my dress size is, um, no matter what my style is, I am wonderful. 
And yes, that is absolutely true. But if you use that as an excuse to hide, if you use that as an excuse to shrink yourself down, you are not helping yourself. You are only keeping yourself small, which is just part of the pattern you've probably lived by before. So my dear, my love, every woman listening to this, every man, if you're listening to this as well, if you can relate to it, any person listening to this, no matter what your gender is, I want you to take what you need and leave the rest. And hopefully this, this gives you some momentum to keep going. So that is my plug for deprivation for the self-love intensive. If you haven't already gotten your ticket, you can go ahead and register by going to blackgirlsheal.org slash self-love. All three of the links that I've mentioned are easily in the show notes that you can click through on your podcast platform. If you're listening to this on the go, um, go ahead and pause the episode and make a voice memo so that you can come back to it later. So that's it for this part. Let's go ahead and get into the student interview so that I can talk to you about feeling satisfied. This is my student, Tahira. She is amazing. She is such a wise soul, even though I am much older than her. I just feel like calm in her presence. So Her talking about her experience in this was just really humbling. And again, I hope that you find it impactful. And I will be right with you after this interview to talk to you about how to work through feeling unsatisfied consistently in your life. All righty. So I have my student Tahira with me today. Hey, Tahira. Hello. Hello. Thank you so much for joining me today. I'm so happy you're here. Thank you. Yes. So we are totally going to get into the transformation that you have by being a student of the recovery school. Um, But before we do that, I would love if you would tell us about yourself. Okay. So I'm Tahira. I'm 29 years old. I'm a flight attendant. Um, I live in Maryland. And yeah, that's about it. What I love about you is that like you have used some of this, um, we're recording this during time of Corona. So you've used some of this downtime to work on you and um, really, really take advantage of some of the space that you've had. So I think it's really great. It says a lot about you. Thanks. It definitely wasn't always easy, but it, it had to be done. Yeah. Yeah. So related to that, then how about you tell us what was life like before joining the program? Okay, well, as I said, I was a flight attendant. Um, For more of the emotional side of me, I felt like I was always like searching for something. So I felt like being a flight attendant was like the perfect job because I got to be away all the time and never really had to deal with things. Like I've lived in five different states and I'm 29 years old. So I'm always, like, when I was done with one thing, I would just jump to the next, like, move on to that, never really finish anything, because I just always felt like I was searching for something that I could never find. Um, I always felt like my life was easy, but hard in my head, if that makes sense. I didn't really have a chaotic life. Even as a flight attendant, my life was pretty tame. I traveled a lot. I worked a lot. But outside of that, it was pretty normal. But mm-hmm. I still always kind of just had something going on with me that I couldn't really explain. Like, I, I didn't take anything. Well, I guess I should say I took everything for granted. I had no gratitude for anything. I, I just didn't have any 
feelings of happiness towards my life. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's some very, very like deep emotional things that um, you were feeling that it sounds like people on the outside weren't able to see. Right. Yeah. I think people would be really surprised. And like, if I told them that, I don't think they would have known. Yeah. So then if that's what you were dealing with, what made you decide to join the program? Um, I think I always knew I needed some type of therapy. Like I, yeah, I just always knew that I needed that. But something always held me back. Like I always felt like I could um, fix myself until it started manifesting like physically for me. Like it was so bad. Like my periods had gotten so bad and I'd never really have any bad period symptoms. Um, Like I was, my body was just feeling all the feeling, well, showing all the feelings that I kept inside. Like, so I would become extremely emotional. I would be riddled with anxiety. I would be feeling like, what is my life? But it would be like physically, like I couldn't even, I don't even really know how to explain it because it was so like dominating of my life. It's just something that I never really had to deal with. Once it started manifesting physically, that's when I said, okay, I really, really need to do something about this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, so started to affect your body, just feeling all that stress. Um, and you say you knew that you needed therapy. So this program isn't therapy, it's coaching, you know, and it's really self-paced. So what, what made you feel like this would be a good option to do in addition to, or instead of um, therapy? Um, because I had, started listening to your podcast and everything you were saying it just felt like you were speaking directly to me with the relationship advice with the personal advice um with being black women centered i feel like everything you basically were about was what i needed and from there i had um, watched your master class and i really just felt like i just felt something like this is what i need this is the program that's going to make me feel better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you have any hesitation about joining at first? Um, I had hesitations because I was brand new to the podcast world. Like I had absolutely, I think you were the first podcast that I had ever listened to actually. So yeah. I was just like, oh, I'm kind of like jumping into this, especially when I don't even know if this, this woman is like really selling this product you know I'm like I don't know anything about this and I'm listening to this podcast for like two weeks and I want to go all in but once I watched the master class I was like okay yeah well I can either try it or not try it and what's the worst that could happen yeah 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 okay so then how has the program been for you you took that jump well how's it been Um, I personally think it's the best money I've ever spent on myself. Um, the price tag definitely did hold me back a little bit because, um, just like my finances, I felt like that was a lot for me. But once I spent the money and got into the program, I was like, oh, this is worth way more than this. It's been, I started this program at the end of March. I don't even think I started actually working on it until maybe mid-April. And I just feel like, my entire life has changed. I know that sounds really dramatic, but it really has. Like I can sit here and feel happiness. I can just be in the moment. I can verbalize how I'm feeling. 
I can admit to myself what I don't like about myself or what I do like about myself. I can admit the past to myself without feeling um, shameful or fearful about it. And I can speak the truth to other people about who I really am. So I just feel like it's transformational for me so far. And I know that it's only going to get better. That's, that's insane. Like, and I, I know, I, I know I do this like <laughs> for a living and I know I like made this to help people, but just every time I hear my students, y'all talk about this, I just, I get so happy for you, um, for that you're able to get these breakthroughs. So let me ask you this. You talked a lot about feeling your stress and stuff in your body. How's that been for you? I honestly feel like it's completely gone. I don't have the bad periods anymore. I don't have like, I just don't have that, that feeling in my body of feeling like something's coming after me. I just don't have that anymore. I can, I've actually just started working out. I can, I just feel like I have a purpose and that purpose is within me. I love that. I love that. It sounds like you reclaimed something that was like always there. Right. Exactly. Like I feel like I reclaimed myself Mm -hmm. that I didn't even know like was lost. Well, I did know it was lost, but I didn't know how far gone it was. I would say. Yeah. And like you say, you didn't have words for it. And then also like what's really cool is your outsides are matching your insides or vice versa. Your insides are matching the outsides. Cause I think so many women struggle with that like everything on the outside is going well like it looks like it's supposed to be going well I got the job I got the relationship I got the money like I got the career I should feel fine but I don't feel fine and then like there's even shame about that like what is happening what's going on with me and so you've been able to clear out some of that stuff right to finally have it all make sense yeah I felt a lot of shame because especially being a flight attendant I mean, that's a lot of people's dream job. And I've been to 16 countries and I just felt like if this was somebody else, they would truly enjoy the experience that they're having. And not necessarily that I hated the experience, but I just felt like almost out of body while I was there. Mm-hmm. Almost like, yeah, this is this is great, but something's missing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, it sounds like you've reconnected to your purpose, right? So, yay, I'm excited for you. Um, so you talked about some of the things that have been healed, some of the clarity that you've gotten. Is there anything else that you can do now that you couldn't do before since joining the program? Um, now that I've joined the program, I can actually verbalize my emotions without being upset. Um, I think the number one thing that helps me that I've gotten from the program is the coping mechanisms. So when I do start shaming or feeling irrational fear or having that anxiety, I'm able to to sit there and say, hey, Tahira, you have coping mechanisms that help you and actually do those things. Whereas before, I feel like, yeah, maybe I I had known some ways to, to, um, cope with things, but I was, I could never actively do it in the moment. Whereas now I'm doing it in the moment and I'm feeling better afterwards. And then I'm able to go and actually vocalize my emotions to other people. So it's definitely a a life changing thing for me. I love that. Yeah. And I'm assuming that your relationships, like friendships and otherwise have 
been able to improve because you're able to show up more as yourself. Right. Yeah. I definitely think my relationship with my boyfriend um, has gotten better. I mean, I think for him, he's kind of always just loved me unconditionally. But for me, I kind of was full of fear when it came when it came to him and like full of um, just anxiety around the relationship. But now I feel like I can have more clarity and be more in tune to that. I love it. Yay. Well, good for you. Good for all the brews. Um, so before that, my last question is always. Hey, we hope you're enjoying the podcast so far. Let's take a quick break to say thanks to this week's sponsors. As our country continues to grow and make new meaning of the intersection between current and historical events, it is so important to stay connected to the voices and the leaders who are influencing what progress, connection, equality, and truth mean to us as Black people. The next generation of influential Black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of Blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's Black voices are as distinct, varied, and nuanced as the Black experience itself. In the Black Stories, Black Truths collection, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and creating world-shifting things out of struggle. Every episode is a living account about what it means to be Black today, told from a unique Black perspective. From Bobby Shmurda to The Wire, Michelle Obama to Reparations, there's no limit to the range of Black stories, Black Truths. Black perspectives haven't always been centered in the telling of America's story. Now they are the story. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection from some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the Black experience. Here are a feed of episodes from across NPR's podcasts that center Black voices. It's NPR Noir. Turn on NPR today and hear a range of voices as varied, nuanced, and Black as the country we reflect. Stories should never be about us without us. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths on NPR, wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, we hope you're enjoying the podcast so far. Let's take a quick break to say thanks to this week's sponsors. Um, What would you say to someone who was thinking about joining? But before I ask that, is there anything else about the program or about your experience that you would like to share? Ladies, I am so excited to share that for this podcast episode, I've partnered with eHarmony, the dating app that helps people find real genuine connection. And for me, this app has absolutely held true to their promise, connecting me to a truly incredible relationship and partnership with someone who truly gets me. Dating apps can be so hard when it comes to filtering through persons who you may not have anything in common with or who may not be super serious about the process and committed. With eHarmony's one-of-a-kind compatibility quiz, you get a baseline standard in every match of your compatibility around values, communication styles, likes and dislikes, energy levels, and so much more. My experience with eHarmony has always been superb with not only the quality of men I was matched with, but also with our compatibility when dating, eliminating the stress of feeling as if I was wasting my time. So join the dating app that helps users find their most authentic relationships. eHarmony, get who gets you and start free today. Hey, we hope you're enjoying the podcast so far. Let's take a quick break to say thanks to this week's sponsors. I will say that I really love the um, group calls. At first, I was 
scared to talk. And then I'm like, oh my God, I'm letting people in on my like deepest, darkest parts of my life. But honestly, it feels like a community. It feels like I have people to relate to. The other women are very supportive. It feels like almost like the show Insecure, something I never knew I needed, mm-hmm. basically. Like it just really feels empowering to hear other women's stories and then be able to share your stories with, with other women and then feel validated. Wow. That's high praise, man. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's so great to hear. I love that. You know, that's something that um, all the students say at some point, you know, like, um, even though ladies who are like more introverted or shy, or just the fact that, like you said, like you're coming, working on these really deep issues, um, they weren't expecting to really enjoy the group part. It was just something that, to be real, they were like, I guess I have to do this, you know, um, but yeah. getting into it is like, oh, oh, this is, this is great. Yeah, I look forward to it now. Before, it was definitely something I felt like, oh, this is something that I, I have to do. And I wasn't sure that I would ever be able to share. Like in the beginning, I was like, mm, maybe I won't ever share, but I'll listen in. But then you're just like, okay, I'm just going to throw caution to the wind and be open because everybody else is. So what am I ashamed of? Yeah. Yeah. And everyone's here for the same reason. Right. E- exactly. Mm-hmm. So with that, uh, what would you say to anyone who was thinking about joining and maybe hesitating or still having some questions about joining? I would say do it because if you really and truly want change and you haven't been able to do it yet, maybe this is the community for you because I don't feel like I've ever been in a community where it's just centered around Black women dealing with issues stemming from Black childhood, growing into Black womanhood, and then being able to grow out of that. Personally, it's been two months for me, and I just feel like I'm just a different person. I could only imagine, like, I can't imagine not doing it now. It's the best thing that I've done for myself at this point. Well, I I consider it an honor when women let me into their lives, and so I just want to say thank you for trusting me, and I'm so happy that it's been beneficial for you. And yeah, I look forward to the rest of our time together. We're We're in this until you say you don't need me no more. So um, I'm happy you're here. That's great. You're truly a blessing to Black women. And I'm glad that I was able to find this program before something else. Okay, so let's talk about it. Let's talk about this feeling of being unsatisfied. So like Tahira was sharing, you know, she had this really great life and she felt like she was constantly... Um, looking for something, constantly searching for something. And I don't know about you, but I could really, really relate to that. Now, for a long time, I used to blame it on me being a Sagittarius Um, because what we are known for are having wandering eyes. We are persistently um, unsatisfied. We are wanting to explore, travel, not be committed and not get locked down. Whether or not you believe in astrology or not, it's not the point. It's more that I had a an excuse to to fall into this. And also me being a self-identified perfectionist, being someone who's very competitive, being someone who had a lot of ambition, 
it made sense that um, I was constantly unsatisfied, right? That I had goals that I had to meet or that I wanted to meet, I should say, um, that I had a vision of what I wanted life to look like, that I had standards for my life. And so me constantly searching and trying to achieve that was just me um, actually acting in a very healthy way. Um, or in a way that would make my ancestors proud, that would make my mom proud, that would make others proud. Um, but really what was underneath that, that, that feeling that nothing is enough, that insatiable need was something, um, deeper. Um, which is why whenever I met those different landmarks, whenever I met those new goals, um, it just wasn't enough. Um, which is why, um, no matter how great my closet got, no matter who I had on my arm, no matter how much money I had in the bank, no matter how many new stamps I got on my passport, I was constantly looking to the next level. I was constantly looking to the next person's yard. I was constantly comparing myself to other people or other situations. I, I was living in this fantasy world or I had this fantasy level of achievement that once I unlocked it, everything was going to be fine. Um, but it never was. And the reason it never was is because I was trying to solve the wrong problem. So just like Tahira was talking about, you know, getting all these passport stamps, living this carefree life, having a relationship on top of it, um, doing well for herself. She still felt like she was searching. So if you can relate to that, I want you to pause and I want you to just maybe consider is some of what you have on your list, your ambition. So it, it comes from a place of wholeness or is some of it based on you trying to self-medicate as I've talked about on this pot on this podcast before you trying to fill a gap that whatever it is you have on your vision board is not meant to fill whatever you have on your vision board can't fill it right. Now, me, um, me and my faith tradition, which is Christianity, the next phrase that comes after that is you can only fill it with God. You're trying to fill a God-sized hole with all of these things. I would say that there's even something that precedes that God-shaped hole. Um, and the reason why I say that is it doesn't matter how much unconditional love forgiveness, grace you get, if you think that you are unworthy to receive it, you are going to deflect it. You are going to come up with reasons why you are not worthy of it. And then you're going to have shame on top of it about why can't you just love yourself the way that God loves you. To go back to non-Christian examples, sometimes it looks like um, that shame feels like thinking that you're greedy or thinking that there's something wrong with you, you know, that you should just be grateful for everything that you have. So let's talk about where this ache, this feeling of dissatisfaction is coming from. One place that it can come from, um, I'm sure that there are others, but one place that it can come from, if it is coming from a wounded place is from a mixture of not knowing fully how to connect to yourself and find contentment within, which is something that we learned 
And also from not knowing how to connect to other people, which is where the yearning comes from. So let's talk about the connection to yourself. So depending on the type of childhood trauma that you might have gone through, and as a recap for our new listeners, childhood emotional neglect is a legitimate and very prevalent form of trauma. So it doesn't matter if you went through physical or sexual abuse, they didn't go through it at all. You had the, the house with the picket fence and the dog and the cherry tree in the front yard. Um, you can still have suffered from childhood emotional neglect. And what this trauma does in short is it teaches you that you're not important. Um, it teaches you that maybe other people's needs are more important. It teaches you how to repress your, your desires or have them suppressed by other people. Um, and so you have to find other ways to cope because your emotional needs, your physical needs, your mental needs, your spiritual needs, all those needs are still there, even though other people want to water them down or, um, put out the fire behind them or prioritize theirs more than yours, you still have needs. And so you, as a young child, you will find other ways to supplement those needs, right? You'll find other things that will kind of meet, um, meet that urgency, fulfill you, make you feel special, give you that, um, that attention that you're needing. So when it comes to feeling unsatisfied, as an adult, you are constantly looking for that next thing that's going to give you whatever that underlying feeling it is that you need. So we all have negative core beliefs, whether it's I'm not enough, I'm stupid, I am incompetent, I'm missing out, I'm going to get left behind, I'm forgotten, I'm alone, whatever it is. And so we look and we search and we yearn for things that make us feel as if we are not missing out on getting that need met. So whatever the opposite is of your negative core belief, that is what you're searching for. Um, that's what you're constantly trying to fill. And so um, it, it is not bad to have ambition. It is not bad to want things. It's not bad to want to travel, to look nice, to... Um, be held by someone, to have money in the bank, to have a child, whatever it is that you are yearning for, for, it is not bad to have or want or desire any of those things. Um, where it becomes unhealthy is where there is that extreme dependence where if I don't have it, that my life is purposeful, purposeless. What is unhealthy is extreme dependence where if I don't have it, that means my life is purposeless, um, useless, that there's no meaning. And or when you get the thing like I was mentioning earlier, it's like a blip on the screen. It's inconsequential. You're on to the next thing. Um, it is not fulfilling in any way. That's when you know that you're just constantly trying to consume and your heart, your soul, your body is almost like a bottomless pit. Nothing actually satisfies you. So with that said, what do we do about it? So I want to give you, or actually let me talk about the person's part. Where people comes into this. Where people come into this is, you know, the whole purpose of this podcast and this platform is the way that we may use relationships to self-medicate, um, that we may use them to fill the gap. 
especially if growing up we learn to be very dependent on the affirmation, the care, the attention of someone in our life, be it a caregiver, be it um, an early boyfriend or girlfriend, be it the approval of teachers, um, those of us who found solace in the school system. Um, I know for sure I was one of those people as well. Um, whatever it might be for you and your friend group, if you were a beauty pageant girl and being um, pretty chosen that way, whatever your flavor is, whatever your story is, you can go ahead and insert there. So it becomes easier to have this fantasy of it's just there's an ultimate relationship, right? So it's mixing in the history of what I had with this person, be it a, a lost grandparent, um, a, a biological parent who maybe passed away, um, became incarcerated, whatever it might be for you, you're mixing the reality of what happened with the fantasy of what could have been. And so you're constantly searching for that. You're constantly searching for this ideal that may not exist. Again, that is different than it's okay to have standards. It's okay to want someone to be your best friend, someone that you can um, trust in, someone who adores you, who loves you. But when you're trying to use someone to fill your trauma gap, they will always fall short because that's not what they are built for. They may be able to, in their healthy um, portrayal of love towards you, um, make it safer for you to heal. They may give you things that you didn't ever really know that you needed. Um, they may make you feel safe in ways that you didn't know was possible, but that ideal that you have in your head, you may miss the mark of something that's really good in front of you because you're, you're very fixated on this is the image when you have everything you've, you've ever asked for right by your side. So that leads me to the, what do we do about this? So I'm going to give you a trick. Um, that I've used before. Um, it's actually something that I mentioned very recently on the podcast, and it is the tip of gratitude. Yay! <laughs> I imagine this deflated yay because you might have been thinking I might have said something like super extravagant or something new or different. Speaking of being unsatisfied, we are the people who are constantly like, just tell me what to do. Give me, give me a tool. Give me a tip. And really y'all, most of the time is something that you already have access to. It's something that you picked up and you're like, this isn't flashy enough. This isn't fancy enough. This isn't juicy or sexy enough. I need something else. This isn't really going to do it. And then we think, well, have you tried it? Uh, no. Well, how about we try it? So gratitude, I mentioned it a couple of, of episodes ago. I talked about doing the five for five um, practice. If you haven't started that, you need to start it. If you started it, but you stopped, you need to do that. If you said, I'm going to try that, that sounds like a good idea and you never did it, here's your chance. Um, I really want to encourage you that all the things that I share on this podcast or in any podcast or any platform that you're learning from, that you just don't listen and become a consumer that way because otherwise you're just um, constantly feeding yourself that things that are not actually producing transformation. And if so, what's the point? So I want you to be applying the things that you're learning. But um, the way that I have used it, because... Um, one of the things I'm going to be talking about in the intensive is finding that balance, like being able to upgrade your life and want things and pursue things and manifest things, right? Those of you who are into manifestation and visualizing and 
using your mind to be able to do that while not losing yourself, right? So one of the things that I am currently um, working through and manifesting is a larger home. So our home right now is so cute. It's so comfortable. It's in a really cute neighborhood. It has served us well. And I feel like we are outgrowing it. I want something bigger. I want something different. And if I'm not careful, I will walk through this house feeling very resentful, feeling like the walls are closing in, criticizing everything, which does what? How does that really affect my quality of life? Does that make me feel better? Does that make me happier? Does it just put me in a stank mood? Does that make me feel, um, put me in a place of um, ingratitude? Yes. So that doesn't really help me manifest something positive and it doesn't help me with my quality of life right now while I'm waiting for that time to come or even the fact that I am waiting for this time to come, right? Like I'm missing out on today the more I wait for tomorrow to make me happy. So what I have started doing is I start, um, I've started looking around my house and just talking about how abundant and rich I am. Um, and looking at all the things that before I would say is just evidence of why we need more space. Like everything is like bunched on top of each other as we add more toys and, you know, kids items to the house as I start to exit the ways that I've been in my deprivation and add more to my makeup collection, add more to my hair collection, add more to my clothing collection. And it's like, things are starting to like pile up instead of me saying, Oh, I need more space. I look at these things. I'm like, wow, look at how much I have. I am so blessed. Look how rich I am. Like, look how abundant my life is. Um, because this is the same energy I'm going to have in this new home. I imagine walking to this home and looking around and just thinking, wow, like, look how gorgeous this is. Look how blessed I am. Look how abundant this is. This is amazing. I can't believe this is all mine. So I'm saying all these things about myself right now, about my reality right now, because it's true. The fact that I have an overflow in my house is true, truly a sign of me being wealthy, truly a sign of me being abundant. So I have a choice in my perspective. I can choose to live and talk about my life, about being in lack and how I don't have what I want. I could look at, look at how much I do have and how great it is. And I can look at my um, the beautiful sunlight that's coming through my windows. Those of you who follow me on social media um, for a long time, I used to always talk about opening your windows in the morning and letting in the sunlight and getting your day started that way, right? So it's all a choice and perspective, y'all. If you choose to live your life counting the ways that you are in lack, you're going to consistently feel like you are in lack. If you choose to look at the things that bring you life and make you feel um, abundant and an overflow and in gratitude in any domain in your life, that is what you are going to feed, right? The monster you feed is the one that gets bigger. So you can either feed the monster of positivity or the one of negativity. So as always, hopefully these are some really great practical tips that you can apply now especially knowing that we're going to flesh this out even more to truly work on your mindset, to work on creating this abundant life 
in our self-love intensive um, as we look at what this looks like for you. So I hope you found this podcast helpful. If you start a healing circle, please be sure to tag me. Um, feel free to let me know later on down the road as well. After you've met a couple of time with your friends, um, healing circles are totally available for you to do online. If I haven't said that enough, but I want everybody to be building community, building intimacy and vulnerability, and just really getting this transformation right now in 2020, right? Like today we can still start to create a life that we want even with all the chaos going on, right? Is what we choose to focus on. So let's focus on the things that we can control. So I love you all. Have a great week and take care of yourselves. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. Before we get started, let's take a small break to say thank you to this week's sponsors.